Hi, and welcome to the Joyful Weight Loss Podcast. If you're tired of yo-yo dieting and want to learn how to permanently lose the weight in a way that it's simple, easy, and fun, you are in the right place because I can teach you how. I am your host, Chris Berlingeri, MD. Come on, let's go. Hello, my friends. How are you? I'm so happy to be back here with you. How is that back to school going if you're a mom with kids that are going back to school? For me, it's going actually better than expected. But (laughs) right now, my two sons are sick and my daughter just got over being sick all last week. So I'm starting to see it back to school, back to germs. So but it's all part of it, right? I hope yours is going well and you're transitioning smoothly into fall. So today I'm going to be talking about something that nobody really is talking about. Like we hear a lot about different strategies for weight loss, um, do this, do that, diet here, what to eat, what not to eat for weight loss, weight loss. But Not many people are talking about maintenance. What do you think about that? Have you heard a lot about maintenance? And to be quite honest with you, I don't think that many people talk about maintenance because it's extremely rare to keep your weight off. And I'm going to be talking about statistics and all of that in a minute. But I've been wanting to do this episode for a long time. And finally, I just got to it. This means a lot to me. First of all, because I had lost and regained, lost and regained, lost and regained the same weight over and over again until almost four years ago when I lost my 50 pounds for the last time and I've been able to maintain it. So I had never been in maintenance for this long. Usually I would regain it after a couple of weeks or a couple of months. So yes, um, I've been in maintenance and it's another ride, people. (laughs) And I think we are doing a disservice if we don't talk more about maintenance because weight loss doesn't stop after weight loss. Like really, it's very important to start thinking about maintenance as you're losing your weight because it's easier for you if you start thinking about this now and start preparing yourself for it. I am a firm believer that knowledge is power. The more knowledge and awareness you have about how things are, how things are going to be, you have A, the choice if you want to continue to pursue that, and B, if you're going to continue to pursue that, prepare yourself the best way that you can. Okay? So, you know, I am very passionate about teaching others how to lose weight and particularly in a way that it's simple, joyful, even easier. And, you know, that is totally available to you. And that's why I started this podcast to end unnecessary suffering relating to dieting and weight loss. And that's also why my group coaching program is called Joyful Weight Loss. Again, I'm be, I'm a firm believer in that we can end that unnecessary suffering caused by dieting. 
But again, what about maintenance plateaus or regains? I do have an episode on plateaus, but I have not devoted an episode on maintenance or why is it so common to regain the lost weight? So here I am. Um, I'm going to do a two-part series on what you need to know to maintain your weight. And this first part is going to be the honest truth. Not only my honest truth about my own personal experience this almost four years in maintenance, but as you may know, if you have listened to prior episodes, I am studying uh, for the obesity medicine board. I want to be board certified in obesity, obesity medicine. And as I'm studying for it and listening to the lectures and reading the material, I've just learned so much science uh, regarding not only weight loss, but an obesity, but regarding regarding maintenance. And I am just so excited and relieved, I think is the appropriate term, because everything that I have been experienced these last four years, and I'm a doctor and an advanced weight loss coach, and I did not know all of these things. And just learning about the science behind maintenance has just brought so much relief to my own journey because then I'm like, I'm not crazy. It makes perfect sense why I'm going through this, why I'm feeling this or feeling that other thing. And I just, again, I just want to share it with you. I'm going to be very honest again, because I think if you want to lose weight, you don't only want to lose weight. I think if you want to lose weight, you want to lose it for the last time and be able to maintain that. Okay. But you need to understand that maintenance, it's very similar, the work that you have to do for maintenance. And when I talk about the work, I'm mainly referring to the mental work. Remember, like everything starts in your brain with your thoughts. The work of maintenance is very similar to the work of weight loss, just with another flavor. So the sooner you start practicing these things during your weight loss journey and the more consistent you are doing these things in your weight loss journey, the easier it's going to be in maintenance because you have already started to do that. And I'm going to be very honest. One of the things that I recommend in my in for weight loss or for any goal that you have is journaling. And I'll be very honest. I didn't journal much during my weight loss, but I became a journaling master during maintenance because it was so much needed. It is so much needed. So again, maintenance is really rare. On average, 90% of people who lose weight regain it. 90%. And sometimes they gain more than what they lost. This was me. I would lose, let's say, 20 pounds. I would gain 25 to 30. I would lose the 30 pounds, then I would gain 40. This last time, I lost 50 pounds, and that's the most that I've ever lost in my life. Um, so yes, not only the majority, the vast majority regained the weight, but they gained more than they initially lost. And again, we're talking about, on average, 10% of people and actually it ranges from 3% to 20%, successfully lose their weight and keep it off. On average, 10% of people, one out of 10, one out of 10. So why is that? And what can we do about it? 
That's what I want to talk about. So I want to explain the four main reasons of why it is very hard to keep your lost weight off. And yes, it is difficult. It is hard. You're not making it up. Losing weight is hard. You can make it easier. I'm a firm believer of that. You can totally make it easier. But I mean, we cannot make something easier that we don't know firsthandedly that it's going to be hard, right? So again, first of all, knowledge is power. So I'm going to explain again the four main reasons of why it is very hard to keep your lost weight off. Okay. And I'm going to start by stating what I have explained in other episodes that our bodies are wired not to lose weight. Again, our bodies are made up in a way we are wired to hold on to weight, to not want to lose weight. Our human brain is primed for survival. And the way it did that back in the days when we were hunters and gatherers was by securing energy storage in our bodies. And the way we do that, my friends, is why accumulating fatty tissue. Our stored energy is our fatty tissue. And why do we need stored energy? Because energy keeps us alive, particularly for our brains. Our brains are like all the cells in our bodies, they need energy to survive to keep ourselves warm, to function, and particularly our brains. Our brains, they require a lot of energy to think and to do everything that we want to do. And all of that energy or most of that energy, yes, we have some energy in our liver, we have some energy in our muscles, but the most efficient way to store energy is in fatty tissue. So our brains, as we know them today, they developed, they evolved in an environment where food was scarce. Food was difficult to get to. And again, food is the main source of energy, right? So food was scarce. It was difficult to get to. And not only that, but in order to get to it, you needed to exert a lot of energy. You needed to walk, run to search for food. You needed to hunt, fight an animal, cook it, prepare it, scald it, whatever. Like it required a lot of energy to get the food and a lot of time. So again, in order to survive, we needed to be efficient at storing energy, storing energy in our body. And we needed to develop within our body signals that would keep us highly motivated to seek out food and highly motivated to conserve energy, not moving a lot. So just think about it. What are you most motivated to do? To go out for a run when you're hungry or just to sit in the couch, watch TV with your hand inside a bag of chips? right? What is, what is naturally the easiest thing to do, the one that you would do with the least effort. But that's because that's how our brains are wired to be. But what happened? 
our environments have completely inverted. For most of us, particularly if you're able to listen to this podcast right now, we all live in an environment where food is plentiful. And not only plentiful, but it's very easy to get to. We have easy access to food. So imagine what happens when you take a brain primed to be highly motivated to get food and highly unmotivated to expend unnecessary energy. And you place that brain in a setting where food is right there at the tip of your fingers, ready for you at your convenience. Think about it. We have a brain that is primed to just be highly motivated to seek food and to not expend energy because, again, we needed to survive in a place where there was not a lot of food. But now we live in in the opposite circumstances. So we are very efficient at storing that energy as fat in our body. And not only that, but the foods that we have most access to now, they have lost their original structure and composition. They have been highly processed into highly palatable and densely caloric forms without added nutrition. So the brain literally thinks we need that to survive. We keep eating, we keep eating because it's highly palatable. Like, oh, we need this, we need this. But at the same time, it doesn't provide enough nutrients. So we have like an excessive drive to keep eating these foods. And then we store that excess energy as fat in our bodies. And our brains still have not evolved to notice like, oh, we don't need that. Let's just stop that motivation to seek food. No, we're still going to be very, very motivated to seek out that food. Okay. So again, I wanted to explain this because this is the overarching reason of why not only weight loss, but maintenance can be, can seem like a challenge. It is because we're going against our own brains, our own biology. That's why it feels so hard because our bodies are not made <laughs> to lose weight. They're made to, for just the opposite, to conserve energy by gaining weight. Okay, so the first mechanism that I want to explain are hormonal changes. When we lose weight, our hormones change. Our hormones are just messengers that go from one area of the body to another, usually to exert an action, an effect, right? So particularly our hunger hormones are changed when we lose weight. So fatty tissue makes the hormone leptin. Leptin is the satiety hormone. Leptin inhibits hunger. Leptin sends the message. It goes from your fatty tissue to your brain and tells your brain, hey, we have good energy. We're good. We don't need to look for more food. And actually, we can start expending some energy. And it stops that food-seeking behavior. It inhibits your hunger. It stops food-seeking behavior because it's telling your body, hey, we're good. 
It's the, the, it's the hormone that tells your brain the tank is full. We don't need to be eating more. We, we can actually start moving. Let's dance. Let's run. Let's move. All is good in here. Okay? So, again, it is a satiety hormone. But what happens when we lose weight? When we lose weight, we lose fat. And who makes the satiety hormone? Fatty tissue. So if we have less fat in our body, literally, there is less leptin. Literally, you have less signals telling your brain it's all good. On the contrary, your brain is going to be activated thinking we have a problem. Houston, we have a problem. We need to look for food. There's not enough fat. We need to look for food. We need to stop moving. We need to stop being motivated to expend energy. Okay? So you're going to experience more hunger. You're going to be seeking, you're going to be, you're going to be engaging in more food seeking behavior. Are you going to, and you're going to be less motivated, less stimulated to move your body. So again, when we lose weight, literally, that lost weight in your body is going to make you more hungry because the hormone, excuse me, is going to make you more hungry because literally the hormone that stops the hunger is going to go down because your weight is going down. I hope you understood this. If not, please feel free to ask me. Number two, the second mechanism of why maintenance can seem so hard it is because of energy balance, energy balance. As we lose weight, our metabolic rate, which is the energy the body needs to perform vital functions, it goes down. Again, as we're losing weight, the, the body is sensing we're losing energy. Remember, the weight that we lose is energy that we're losing, the fat is conserved energy. So we're, if we're losing fat, we're losing energy. So the body is saying, okay, we're losing energy. Let's go into savings mode, right? Let's just operate under the base minimum. We're going to keep all of our functions. Again, your body's only interest is for you to survive, to keep functioning, to keep you alive. So because it's sensing that the energy is going down, it's going to protect you by decreasing the energy needed to keep you alive. So your metabolic rate, the energy that you need in order to keep your vital functions is going to go down. So that means that you're going to need less energy, less calories in order to perform vital functions. So for example, if you take a person who has weighed 150 pounds for most of his adult life versus a person who used to weigh 200 pounds and has lost 50 pounds and now weighs 150, so they both weighed 150, one has always weighed that and the other one just lost weight and weighs that now, the person who lost weight will have a lower metabolic rate than that of the person who had always been at, that, at 150. That means that the energy needs, our caloric need, will need to be less if we want to keep that weight off. 
That's why, my friend, if you have, if your best friend has always weighed, let's say, 130 pounds, and they eat in a certain way, and you weigh 170, and you just lost, um, I'm sorry, and you used to weigh 170, and you lost 40 pounds, and you are now the same weight as your friend, you're at 130, both of you, you cannot expect to be eating the same things as they do if you want to maintain your weight. You're going to need to be eating less because your energy needs are going to be less. Your body's metabolic rate is going to be lower. Okay? And also, let's say you gain the weight back. Your metabolism does not go up. Nope. It stays lower as it was after you had lost the weight. And that's why you may find that when you gain weight, even if you're eating the same things you used to eat before you lost the weight, you're probably going to gain more because, again, your caloric needs, your energy needs are going to be lower now. But if you go back to eating the same, you're going to gain more. Not only that, that's why it seems harder now to lose the weight. Because even now you're doing that same diet that you did or doing the same thing, it's going to be harder because your basal metabolic rate is going to be lower. Your caloric needs are going to be lower. Again, our bodies are amazing at adapting to weight loss. It does not want you to keep losing weight. Okay, the third reason has to do with exercise. If you have been working out and increasing the intensity of your workouts in order to lose more weight, just know that the muscle gets more efficient. What does that mean? That now you can do the same workout using less energy. You need less calories. That's why it's very easy to overeat a workout. And I saw that on myself when I started working out. I started, um, when I started working out, I, they gave me like a heart monitor and it would tell me how many calories I would burn. The first couple of months I would burn like 700 calories per workout. And now I burn with the same workouts, like 300, 400 calories. Not only that, not only your muscle gets more efficient, so needing less energy, less calories to do the same workout but remember, when you used to weigh more, let's say 200 pounds, you required more energy to move your body. But now if you weigh less, let's say 150, it requires less energy to move a lighter body than a heavier one. So as you keep losing weight and the more you keep working out, the less calories you're going to need to move your body and the less calories you're going to need to do the same workout. So that's probably why if you are trying to increase the intensity of your workouts and not translating into the scale, that may be the reason why. And the last reason it is so hard to lose weight are behavioral reasons. And this just blew my mind when I read about these um, scientific studies. Studies have shown that people in maintenance, they seek more pleasure out of the foods they are eating. They also report feeling hungrier before their meals. 
and their impression of food quantity changes in that they think they're eating less when in reality they're eating the same. And these are studies that they did in people. Like they took these people, they lost weight, and they they would give them exactly the same food. They would report the hunger. They would report like their impression of the food and all of that. And they noticed that, that they, again, reported feeling hungrier after they lost the weight. They reported feeling hungrier before their meals. And uh, they thought they were eating less when in fact they were eating the same amount. So they have less satiety, which also ties to the decrease in the hunger, in the hunger hormone leptin, in in the satiety hunger, I'm sorry, in the satiety hormone leptin. And also they, again, they seek for more pleasure out of the foods that they're eating. And I saw that in myself. I remember as I was approaching maintenance, I started getting into like, not a freak out mode, but I was like, I think I'm, I think I need more food. I think I may have just served myself less. And I would just kind of like double get, like second guess myself if I was eating properly, that maybe I was starting to be deficient in nutrition. And none of that was true. I was still eating the same, but my brain, again, trying to protect me, was sending the message that no, you're eating less, we need to eat more. It was trying to fool me because it was trying to protect me. Because all of these are mediated by hormones in your brain. Also, we are prompt to forget. We get so excited when we lose the weight and particularly we lost it in a way that we didn't like. We're so excited to get kind of like back to our normal lives or whatever. That when that increased hunger hits us, we just forget what we had to do in order to lose weight in the first place and slowly go back to our old habits. And that's one of the main messages I would like for you to take away with this episode. That weight loss, permanent weight loss. It's a lifelong journey. And maybe you feel discouraged or disappointed, but I want to invite you that maybe this is one of the best opportunities that you have to develop an amazing relationship with yourself and your body. I have gone through this and it's the most beautiful experience ever. So what can we do about all of this? Uh, That's what I'm going to talk about in the next episode. I have been able to maintain my 50 pounds of lost weight for more than three years now, almost four. I have been one of those in the exception group in that three to 15%. But I will tell you, I'm no special snowflake. And if I could do this, so can you. So I want to share with you the things that can help you stay in maintenance in the next episode. But I want you to first kind of like go what I went through today and understand it and digest it. Because my friends, if you think, you know, you can lose weight by eating only when hungry and stopping at enough. But you need to understand that as we lose weight... As you just saw, you're going to get hungrier. And you're going to get hungrier and you need to decide if that's something that you want to work on. Because biologically, it will happen. Most of my thought work, my mind work, my journaling, 
as I was approaching the last 10 pounds and in maintenance, the core of it was to do, had to do with hunger. So that's my invitation for you. I invite you to consider all of these things. And if you want to be, if you want to change the statistics and the number and you want to be in that 3 to 15% and make that even broader, I want you to, so just meditate on these things. And this is no different when you lose weight with the help of medicine, which medicines are for sure super helpful. But just know that when you stop the medicines, the weight comes back. Also with bariatric surgery, weight loss surgery, in two years, after two years of the surgery, up to 50% of the the patients, the gain up to 30% of the weight back. So this is not only with diet and exercise or with, you know, dietary modifications, but also when we use medications and weight loss surgery. So this applies to everybody who's trying to maintain their lost weight. But I'm here to tell you that we can change these numbers. I'm here to tell you what the diet industry, the weight loss industry is not telling you. We need the maintenance industry. And the maintenance starts now as you're losing weight. I'm telling you, if you want to make maintenance easier, you need to start implementing these things as you're losing the weight so then it becomes easier and second nature for you, okay? So join me next week as I um, discuss the second part of maintenance of what you need to know to maintain your weight, which is um, the tools, the tools that you need to keep that weight off, okay? I hope this was helpful. Please, I know I unpacked a lot of scientific um, data here, a lot of, you know, um, studies and hormones and medical jargon. If you have any questions, please send them my way. I am passionate about this. I love to talk about this and I would love to answer your questions, your issues, anything that you would like to discuss. Send them my way, chrisberlingerimd at gmail.com or chrisberlingerimd.com forward slash podcast. If this was helpful, make sure you share it and I'll see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, thank you for joining me today. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a beat. Also, if this was helpful for you, share it with a friend and also you can share it in social media. It helps get the podcast to more and more people. Also, if you want to download my free planning guide, make sure you go to my website, chrisberlingerimd.com. I would love to see you there. I'll see you later. Bye-bye.